All You Need to Know, the BQ Prime podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and happy Monday to you. This is the Daily Morning Update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 9th of October. The top news we're tracking this morning is that Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has declared Israel at war after a surprise attack which killed at least 200 Israelis. At least 230 Palestinians have been killed in reprisals. The operation by militant group Hamas, which included taking scores of Israeli hostages, was a never-seen-before incursion into Israel and a likely failure of the nation's intelligence operations. As of last evening, fighting continued in southern Israel for a second day as Israeli defense forces sought to regain control of areas that were infiltrated on Saturday by militants from the Gaza Strip. While the IDF, which is the Israel Defense Force, has said that it now controls or has full control over 29 points that were breached, there is still fighting in eight southern locations. Now, international markets are reacting to the heightened tensions in West Asia. The dollar has advanced and so has crude oil. As of this morning, Brent crude was trading higher by 4% at $88 to the battle. Back home, one of the biggest talking points over the weekend was the outcome of the 52nd GST Council meeting that was held on Saturday. It included technical and procedural clarities, apart from approving exemptions on millet-based powdered foods, coastal cruises, and a rate clarity on extra-neutral alcohol for industrial use. Now, the federal body also discussed the issue of tax demand notices that have been sent out to online gaming companies with the center and the states of Delhi and Goa in opposite camps on the interpretation of retrospective levy. Uh, The center on Saturday defended its stance on a 28% levy as always having existed. You'll find all of the key details in the story on the website bqprime.com, so I'd encourage you to check it out. In other news, India and Saudi Arabia have signed a memorandum of understanding in the fields of electrical interconnectedness, uh, green and clean hydrogen and supply chains on Sunday. That's according to a government statement. Now, the agreement mandates establishing a general framework for cooperation between the two countries in the field of electrical interconnection. The two nations will exchange electricity during peak times and emergencies, co-develop projects and co-produce green hydrogen and renewable energy. Now, turning to news on the equity markets, U.S. futures were lower last I checked. In the Asia-Pacific region this morning, only the Australian markets were open amongst the early risers, and and that benchmark uh, was higher by 0.5%. In our markets, we're likely to see selling pressure at the start of the week, and that's particularly because of the global tensions and also the fact that Indian equity markets gained for the for two days straight at the end of the week. The Nifty 50 trading close to 19,650 at the end on Friday. As things stand, the SGX Nifty is pointing to a lower start for the equity markets here in India. But there will, of course, be stock-specific action. So let's look at some of the key developments. The MCX will be a stock to watch today. The Securities and Exchange Board of India has allowed the company to go ahead or go live with its proposed Commodity Derivatives 
platform. Remember, on the 29th of September, the markets regulator had asked the MCX to delay the launch of the commodity derivatives platform, which was scheduled to go live by the 3rd of October. The stock had seen some selling pressure on account of that, and you could see a bit of a reversal. IT companies are going to be a key area of focus this week on the back of earnings. Data Consultancy Services is scheduled to announce its results on the 11th of October and both Infosys and HCL Tech will report theirs on the 12th of October, followed by Wipro on uh, the 18th of October, which is next week. Analysts tracking the sector are bracing for a subdued sequential performance by these companies, saying that the weakness seen in the first quarter is likely to persist with no meaningful signs of recovery or deterioration. But that still dashes any hopes of a quick turnaround. Tata Consultancy Services, by the way, will also consider a buyback of shares at its board meeting on the 11th of October, and shares of the company had already spiked towards the end of the session on Friday and could continue to see buying interest. Now, Titan has come out with its business update for the second quarter. It reported a 20% increase in its standalone revenue and its emerging businesses saw sales growth of 29% compared with the same quarter a year ago. While the watches and wearables segment saw sales growth of 32%, the jewelry division saw sales growth of 19% year on year. In the pharma space, Sun Pharma and Aurobindo Pharma are recalling products from the U.S. market due to manufacturing issues, according to the U.S. FDA. That's based on a report by the PTI. Sun Pharma's U.S.-based subsidiary has called back over 69,700 cartons of Sequoia, which is used for the treatment of dry eyes. Meanwhile, Aurobindo Pharma's U.S. unit is recalling close to 10,000 bottles of Rasagline tablets, which is used to treat Parkinson's disease. Now, that brings us to the end of this edition of the All You Need to Know podcast. But as always, there's a lot more that you can find on the website, including live coverage of the markets and everything else over the course of the day. Do stay tuned. This is BQ Prime. BQ Prime.